Welcome to this episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. Uh, today was my first day back in front of real live human people. So for the last, whatever, six months or whatever, I've been doing videos to people, dealing with clients online, but now I'm actually getting to be in a room with people. And you sort of forget the energy that you get just doing that sort of work, whereas whenever you're doing it on, on camera, like even doing the podcast, all the energy is mine. I have to produce it. I have to create it. Whereas getting in a room, you can actually feed off people and it's much easier to structure what's going on because you can change on the fly. I have a habit of making my courses. I plan them out so that I know exactly what I'm going to do for the two hours or four hours or whatever it is. But I always am willing to adapt and change and move as I go. And it Whenever I do the courses online and I'm just speaking to myself, even if it's a Zoom, you're not getting the same feedback. I notice that I just get through the structured program the way I've designed it. But whenever you're in a room, people ask different questions. You notice people's breathing. You notice the way people are shifting, if they're uncomfortable, if they're comfortable. So I change everything for that. So it's been something I've actually missed. You sort of forget that you miss that sort of thing, just being around people and, and doing... That's why I get into this is to help people and the easiest way to help people is to be there for them. So I integrate, I, I talk about this a lot. I integrate my um, body language, my observation, my martial arts, my hypnotherapy, everything into what I teach. So actually just being in a room and being able to see what's going on and see how the people are reacting. I sort of forgot how important it is and how good I am at that. Like I know I study a lot and that might sound very egotistical, but I know I'm very good at watching people, observing, feeling the room. So I've had 15 years of experience um, talking in front of groups and 20 years in martial arts. And so I think I'm at the point now where I've earned the right to say that I know I'm good at it. So whenever well, it got me thinking then when I came on to do the podcast about how a lot of people have closed down since um, since lockdown. They, they've shut themselves off or... They can't do the things that they used to do or the routine that they used to do. So they just don't do anything. Like I know I did it for a wee bit whenever the gym closed. I didn't train. I probably trained at about 20% of what I was training. Um, just doing enough to maintain. My flexibility completely went to shit because I didn't do any of that. Um, I did wee bits of mobility and stuff, but nothing really focused to actually make myself better. And then I sat in front of a computer creating my programs for hours a day so that actually created a, a negative effect on my body but because I was out of my routine and out of my wee zone of how I normally live my wee bubble um, I didn't do them things but I still maintained everything else that helps me feel good I still did my meditations I still read things that I think that are going to help improve my business improve my life improve the way I interact with people then whenever I started to work today, like whenever I was in an actual room with people, it started to make me think about all the clients that I've been dealing with over lockdown and a lot of the things that people have given up. Um, the easiest way I thought about, like one of the guys was chatting to me about archery. They used to do archery and they haven't. And I, I was the same. I, I did archery every Wednesday. And when I first went there, it was just as a switch off. Like I was lucky enough to have a friend, Shane, that wanted to go. And he was really keen on learning and finding out as much as he could about it. And the club we went up and um, Drum Quinn, all the guys were really nice. They were really informative. They really wanted to teach and help you improve. So we improved quite fast because I was with someone that wanted to improve. We are quite 
that's well stop i was gonna say not stubborn but it is just a bit stuck like we'll get in there and we'll we'll do whatever it is we'll do we'll practice a lot we met up and practice we practice places we shouldn't have been practicing we practice places we should have been practicing we even bought stuff that we needed to go but then i haven't done it for a long time because uh, wednesdays just became busy for me but i still i still have the like i've, I've been out a couple times over maybe the last few months and i can still go out to the garden and shoot a few arrows as well but because I've went went so deep ended at the start, I still I'm able to hit the target. I'm able to pretty much hit where I'm aiming for. And it, I'm using this example because I have that now. When I started, like the easiest way to get good at something is just to to start first. Well, you have to start to get good at anything. Like a lot, like I talked about it last week, talent being overrated, which is also a great book. But whenever if you want to start something like archery, for example, you find a club. So you could start on your own. You could learn via YouTube. Like we can learn anything on YouTube. And there's many things I've learned just doing YouTube. But I know for a fact that if everything I learned on YouTube, I would learn much faster with a real life person teaching me it. Someone that knows what they're doing. Someone that's passionate about doing it. So that's why I would always suggest find a club. There's probably one around you. Anything that you're interested in, you will find other people interested. And that is what I have found to be 100% true throughout my entire life. Everything that I got into when I got into martial arts, I started to find people that loved martial arts. When I got into juggling, magic, hypnotherapy, everything that I've got into, I've found other people. So you will definitely find someone that, that's interested. Um, when we first started, we didn't even need to buy our own kit. The club had the, their own um, club kit that they teach you the basics. And then they'll tell you what to buy and how to get started. And then it's just about going out and doing it. So I remember when we first started, um, we were always aiming for the bullseye. Same as when you first learn darts. Whenever you learn darts for the first time or practice darts or, or whatever, you always aim for the bullseye You're, because, well, I don't know about you, but whenever we play darts, I'm quite good at math, but I always thought the bullseye was the best. Actually, I remember watching Peep Show and thinking that's exactly what I thought when Jez and Peep Show said, he was asked as he aiming for the bullseye and he was like, of course I am. It's the best part of the board look at it it's red and it's in the center and it's really hard to hit it's obviously the best and obviously it's not uh triple 20 is the best thing to aim for just in case you didn't know but the bullseye seems the most obvious place to go so whenever i first trained i was aiming bullseye and the arrows are going all over the place and then one of the guys was like just create a group just aim and aim and aim and try to hit the same spot first till you can get like five or six in a group and then move move the bunch to the bullseye that's what you should do don't aim for the bullseye aim to get groupage and then move the groupage down one of the things i did enjoy about um archery as well on a side note is how innuendo-y it was like they were talking about cocks and shafts and they just didn't have a clue that that like initially me and shane thought they were taking the piss out of us but turns out they weren't they just were very genuine about their sport and just happens that some of it's called the cock and some's called the shaft and other such glorious names that were innuendo that I found hilarious. Um, but that's a side note. Uh, so like if you want to get better at archery, that's what you do. And then you practice, you, you develop the muscles you need. If you wanted to get really good, you develop the muscle that you need to draw the bow. You focus on your breathing and relaxation. I've just realized that last week I talked about Kevin Costner being the best Robin Hood and that's not why I got into archery. I got into archery just to relax, but it's just a bonus that I'm more like Kevin Costner now. But even focusing on your breathing, like 
if you're holding the bow and you're panting or moving, it's going to move the whole bow. And even before I knew anything about archery, I knew that that was a thing. I knew that the more I could control and relax my body, the better. And then when I went to archery, I knew that shooting, you have to relax. And the idea, for, for me, I always held my breath. I'd breathe in as I pulled the bow. And then I would hold until I shot. And that actually came from a random place. It came from Metal Gear Solid, the PlayStation game. Uh, there was a scene in it where you had to sniper a guy and like a, you had to take it like a dipmazepan or a, a diazepan or something to relax you and you could feel the pack vibrate and then you relax out and then you could take your shot. So I suppose the point of that, adding that is that like a lot of my ideas, a lot of things that I know work and I've tried, like they're in things like all other aspects of my life. Like when I used to play computer games, um, taking the idea from Resident Evil or Resident Evil from um, Metal Gear Solid to relax the, and hold the breath to hold the body and then release and then breathe so not breathe and release it was release the arrow and then breathe so like any sport if you wanted to get better at it like when I wanted to get better at magic I know it's not a sport but I learned a lot from Steve the guy I lived with and then when I moved home there was nobody around me at the start that I could practice with and then there was no one that really wanted to go the mentalism route like I did. So a lot of it I had to learn. Uh, started off with, with reading books and YouTube. And then I realized that I'd be faster at this if I just got someone that knows what they're doing. So one, once you learn something, you, you start to get better. I think if you can create a passion for it. If you're if you're doing it and you're not enjoying it, then just don't do it. It's a waste of your time. But if you're doing it and you enjoy it, try to see how that can sneak into the rest of your life. Like, how does archery fit into the rest of my life? Well, the main and most important thing for me with archery was I went there to switch off. I wasn't in charge. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Shane was there learning and talking to all the guys about different cocks and whatever he was on about. I just wanted to shoot arrows and not be, not be expected to be good and not be expected to, like answer any questions or anything even when new people came they just knew to look at me i didn't i wasn't there to be asked how to do this stuff i was just shooting arrows but if i take the actual skill it helped me develop my focus in another way like i love doing focus drills i love doing mental toughness stuff so just holding and and aiming and being steady and focused and trying to get to a target when there's all this stuff going around learn how to switch off um in general but learning how to switch off even when people are talking to me switch that off and just shoot and just um be fully relaxed and, and committed to that moment that's what i really loved about it and then when i look at all the other things that i do the magic like whenever i'm playing my deck of cards i just i'm just in that moment of doing that my hands are just automatically doing it because i've geeked out and practiced enough but when i focus on it and feel it it becomes like a meditative thing for me i'm I'm always trying to develop the fundamentals. Like everything I do is de designed towards longevity of life. But for me, longevity of life has to be a long, healthy life, not just live forever. Like if I was allowed to live forever, but I was going to like be in pain for most of it or ever, it was just going to be shit and there'd be no point. But if I'm going to be super healthy and strong and live a productive, um, energetic, exciting life, then that, that will be awesome. So that's what I try to do. It's why, again, Wolverine's my favorite um, superhero because I feel like 
most of his traits I can develop myself. I can become stronger, more agile. I can become more aware, more alert. I can heal faster if I eat better and sleep better and everything. So it's not really a ma- like a like Cyclops, for example, shooting a big laser beam from his eye. No matter what sort of training I do, I can't imagine that becoming a thing. So within my realm of belief, I believe that I can get closer to Wolverine than any other superhero with powers like obviously i could just earn a shitload of money and become batman but that's not what i want to do i want to um be wolverine <laughs> instead uh so the, the how did i get on this i was talking about so actually being being in the room with people and, and getting to use all of my skills again getting to use all of the observation of the awareness and everything and just being fully alert and switched back on it reminds me why I do so much study in so many different areas. It reminds me of why I'm so passionate about all the things that I do because it leads me to achieve a much better understanding of the people I'm with, understanding of the surroundings I'm in, and understanding of myself personally. So I'm not saying this this isn't just for people who work with people or, or, or counseling or, or ther- therapy or anything like that. It's just about being aware in general. The more aware you are of yourself, the healthier you'll be, the the more switched on you'll be. Like in that group, I was talking about anxiety and I worked solely on anxiety for a few years. One of the things that came up quite a bit was people would say, it just happens. I'd just be walking around all of a sudden, I'm all happy and everything's normal. And then boom, I just get really anxious or panicked or freaked out. And, and there's no reason for it. It just, just happens. And then I would explain to them that there's always a trigger. It might be a smell. It could be something you hear, something you see, something you taste. Something always sets it off. So the more aware you are, the more aware you will be of your triggers in general. So I talked, I did a full podcast on being triggered. So if if I'm fully alert and I know that, like whenever I had food anxiety, that, that um, spicy food freaks me out, then I know then, because I know that, I know to avoid spicy food i know to chat to myself before i go into a restaurant like wagamama's that's got an open kitchen and there's going to be spice whereas if i was unaware of that then i would go into a restaurant like that or i'd eat some spice and then i'd go into a panic and everything it would be shit but i wouldn't know why i wouldn't know how to help myself i wouldn't know what to do so the more aware you are the better it is for you and just just in, in, in general day-to-day life and i talk about like just getting better at things that your goal isn't to be the best in the world at at anything it's to be the best version of you possible so if you just take an inch every day and just get better and better and better then that's all you can really ask for whenever i think about like pain for example whether it's emotional or physical or uh, mental pain one of the uh, Whenever I was starting to get into all this stuff, uh, Eric Thomas was one of my favorite speakers. He still is uh, one of my favorite speakers. But he did a whole talk on pain is temporary. He says it may last for a minute or an hour or even a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. But if you quit, it will last forever. And I always thought about that. I always think when I go to do anything, like if I go to the gym, I'd be like, this is going to hurt, but it'll not hurt for that long. I'll actually get stronger and better. When I was going in to do exams and stuff and I was a bit freaked out about it, like not school exams, didn't give a shit about them, but when I was doing my hypnotherapy stuff and qualification for kinesiology and Reiki and all that stuff, 
I was a part of me was a bit freaked out and I was like, right, I'm freaked out and I could quit and just go home, but that's not going to fix anything. It's not going to make me feel any better. So whenever I, whenever I think about achieving anything, I think about the reason that would have held me back in the past. And I think about that is probably what holds most people back now than at the time. So it's usually a pain It's you're afraid you, you want to move away from it. But in my head, that comes into my head where it's just him saying like pain is temporary. And whenever I hear that, it just helps me. It reminds me of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, like what I want to achieve, who I, who I want to be. And then, like the same thing happens when I go to the gym, or not the gym, sorry, whenever the gym is the pain one. Like whenever I go to go on stage and I'm getting prepped for on stage, before I hit the stage, in my head I hear Muhammad Ali saying, I'm going to show you how great I am. So I'm just standing at the stage and I'm psyched. And that just rings off on my head. When that rings off my head, I just I just get pumped and I know that what I'm going to do next is going to be awesome. Even if you thought it was completely shit, I know that I give it my best. I, I put my the most effort I could into it. I've prepped, I've planned, I've scanned the audience, I've changed when I need to, I've used the stage, I've used my words correctly, I've used my stories in the right places. If you don't like it, you're just you weren't going to like it no matter what I did. So there's nothing I can do about that. But I have all these wee um, supportive triggers, like the pain is temporary trigger, the I'm going to show you how great I am trigger. They're just two, for example. I, I, I have them as supportive triggers for when I go to do something. So I know that they are my like, boom, this is it. Let's, let's go out and, and achieve whatever it is I want to achieve. But so many people let themselves have unsupportive triggers like, oh, that'll be scary or that'll be bad or this isn't going to work or whatever. And then we run with them and then everything just um, spirals and gets just gets on top of each other and it just becomes worse and worse. So I suppose what I'm saying is I'm really happy I still train in everything that I do because it makes me who I am and it makes me good at what I do. But also you need to start creating um, positive triggers for yourself, even if it is Muhammad Ali shouting, um, I'm going to show you how great I am in his head. Like if I shouted that out loud or went on stage and was like, I'm going to show you how great I am and then did my speed, you'd be thinking, what a cocky wanker. He's... But in my head, you say whatever you want in your own head. No one's going to be in there, hopefully. So they're not going to know what you're saying. So whatever you want, whatever gets you motivated and, and gets you through it, then that's what you need to go for. So that's kind of my rant today. I was sort of excited that I was getting to be in front of live, real human people. Um, I forgot how much shit I did. Whenever I was trying to introduce myself, I was talking about everything that I've done in my life. And I, a lot of it, like if I didn't know myself, I'd be thinking he's just fuck, he's just adding stuff now. He's just making stuff up. But again, I, I like telling the stories about that because it further proves everything that I say. Like I love challenging myself. I love going out and doing things, meeting new people and, and just trying to be better so that's why i do these podcasts that's why i talk so much about it I, I i do fully believe that we can be awesome and you should try to be awesome although I, what's the alternative just not be awesome that's shit so uh have a great day whatever you get up to thanks for listening if you think that this will resonate with anyone that you know or you just want to help me out by liking and sharing and everything then please do uh reach out to me if you have any questions have a great day, whatever you get up to, and I will speak to you again soon. Mm-hmm.